Hello and welcome back to Intimate Business with me, the UA Corner, or Alearse. Pastorville Australia, la comunidad. But um, I just I just shared the five reasons, or I don't remember if it's five or seven or whatever, but the reasons why I really enjoyed love living in Norway and I, we decided to move into Norway for some years. And if you'd like to dive in those, um, just leave a comment uh, or go to the recorder.com and leave a comment or Instagram or whatever you want or intimate business in Instagram. Just search or reach out, whatever channel you prefer. <laughs> But this is the reasons why I dislike or find it challenging as a foreigner to live and, um, and to move into Norway. Um, I'm going to start with the most obvious one, <laughs> and it's the winter darkness. I don't want to spend that much time there because it's just, first of all, I think it's something you have to leave to really understand. I didn't grasp the, the toughness of the whole experience until I moved here. We, 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 had, we had been traveling in and out of Norway um, for, I don't know, five years before moving in. Uh, we were living in Mexico City, and... Uh, And we would come to visit family and friends like three to five times each year. So, of course, sometimes we were here during summertime, during spring, during winter. And um, we went to cabin trips with friends during winter and everything. And it was great. Uh, but coming in and out for like one week at a time, even if it's very dark and gloomy and sad, just one week. And then you go back to Mexico City, which is sunny and <laughs> not not super warm actually but um but it's sunny and nice uh and uh so you don't really get to suffer like long time without sunshine and nobody tells you one thing that nobody tells you about winter is that of course the days or the daylight is is shorter right like instead of having like a summertime you have i don't know how many hours is it like if it feels like it's 20 of the 24 hours have light I don't mean sunshine itself, but it's like light, bright, like you can see outside perfectly. Um, uh, for maybe 24 hours completely, <laughs> you can see outside, but like uh, it's bright, like if it's daylight, uh, 20 of the 24 hours, I would say. Anyways, I don't have the specific information, but the during during winter time, the darkest days, it feels like you have three hours of sunlight. It's ridiculous. But that's not the issue. If you actually had those three hours a day and you were able to every day go out and take a walk uh, for an hour or half hour under the sunshine, hitting your face and your body, uh, it would be okay. You would be fine. And it, it's okay. You don't need, like, you wouldn't need more than that. But the issue, <laughs> nobody explained to me. Or nobody really made a point out of this and how this affects you physically and, and then mentally um, uh, is that there's weeks in a row that you don't see the sunshine not even an hour or one minute because it's gloomy and cloudy and rainy not even snowy when it snows it's actually very beautiful because even though its sky might be dark when it's snowing The brightness of the white snow makes things beautiful for some time. If you live downtown in the city, it's a bit tough because the beauty lasts for one hour and then the cars and life makes it muddy and horrible. But 
the that's one part of the reasons why I hate like winter life here is everything becomes so one thing is a lack of light and it does affect you mentally like it just everybody takes vitamin d and prepares for it and everything but i i don't know how to explain it. it's very hard to wake up in the morning it's very hard not to want to sleep at 4 p.m it's very hard to <laughs> no for me it's just like find the meaning of life when i didn't see sunshine for so long it's too many weeks in a row um, in the last couple of years and with pandemic it was very very hard one of the things that people do in Norway to avoid to avoid depression during um during winter time is that they try one they go to a cabin when it's like snowy and bright and not dirty uh two they do winter sports they go skiing and then I enjoy that part and of course you get endorphins from like sport and everything and three um, well, they travel a lot. You, you're like you travel outside Norway to somewhere a little bit more southern, and you get some sunshine. Um, and uh, and during COVID times, uh, we were not able to do that, so it really was very, very, very challenging. <sighs> what else? Oh, and what I was saying about the everything's more complicated. It's like wintertime is not only about the darkness and the coldness. I don't even mind the coldness because you don't get cold. Uh, the beauty of, of Norway is that you, you've you got the right clothes. If you've got the right heating system, you're not going to suffer cold. <laughs> That's not going to be a problem. The actual problem is the pain and the Everything's so hard, like so much work just to get out of the door. You have to dress yourself in like 50 different layers. And then every single thing that is indoors is very warm. So you have to undress yourself everywhere you get. And if you walk somewhere, you're going to go walking throughout this lushiness of the snow that has melted or the rain or the... Or the ice, which is worse when it becomes icy. So the whole season of winter is like snow, and then it cools down, and it becomes it becomes ice, and then it goes colder again. It becomes it's just a pain. If you drive, it's also a pain. You get stuck in the snow. You get stuck in the ice. You park. There was there was um, some icy heaven, and you cannot park out. It's <laughs> It is just a pain. And then if you have children, it's just a joke. It just becomes like a big joke. I, I, I'm laughing because either you cry or you laugh. But imagine having a child or a small child. You have to not only dress yourself, but dress him. To go to the grocery store, to go to the freaking corner, to go for a walk in the park, to go, to go freaking <sighs> throw the trash out. Uh, you have a small child, you have to have him attached to you somehow. But if you're going out, you're going to have to like dress him up in 50 layers. Dress you up in 50 layers. By the time you finish dressing you and him indoors, you're like they're, you're too warm. The baby's too warm and everybody's in pain. And then get out of the door with the stroller, with the winter bag and everything else. If it's snowing, the crate goes like, it's such a freaking pain. So yeah, everything is more complicated. Everything requires more work, more planning, more structure. And uh, yeah more of everything and you're low in freaking vitamin d because you haven't gotten sunshine in so long time so you are actually your energy levels are not that high or everything so yeah i hate that i really don't like winter um recommendations that i have to start doing once i'm not pregnant anymore <laughs> is uh, and i don't have small children is or like my children grow a little bit is like uh, get get into sports 
But I think not only getting into like winter sports like skiing, which I haven't really find like I haven't found the enjoyment of it. I really haven't like fallen in love with skiing enough to to make it worth the winter. Um, but I, I'll try again. Uh, but uh, that's that. But also I would say having a like really working out, like committing to work out every day to to bring up some some endorphins. You can also buy, and I have to buy that lamp. I bought a lamp before that would help me out with pretending to be a sunrise and sunset um, in the bedroom, and it would help a lot to wake up. So in, instead of waking up with an alarm clock, I would wake up with like a very smooth uh, sunrise of half hour from a lamp that would like pretend to be a sunshine. And it was so good. It was much easier to wake up. So that helped. That was helpful. You have vitamin D. You have to take it from months ahead. Like you would start taking them in October, I would say, to, to manage winter, workout, sports, and lamps. There's another lamp that you put in front of your like computer or yourself and you have to like just stare at it for a half hour every day. Um, yeah. It's just a lamp that gives you some light that makes you feel better, apparently. <laughs> so that's that. In the winter, we have discussed it. Everybody knows it. And everybody is the first thing that they say. Uh, when they're like, oh, how is it going? <laughs> and that goes along with the second thing I not hate, but it's challenging for me. And it is. it comes with a funny thing. Like, um, I feel as a foreigner coming from a Latin American country where if you have not lived in or lived or visited Mexico City, you don't understand or think. You, most people here think like, oh, Mexico, are you Mexican or used to warm weather? No, my friend, Mexico City, it's a city that is in a valley 2,600 meters above the level of the ocean. So it's actually a beautiful place that is always between, I would say, winter time is going to be between 7 degrees and 15 degrees. And the whole year round, like in summertime, it rains, so it never gets too warm. It's always like under, it's always going to be under 30 for sure, but around 24 degrees. Like, it's always beautiful weather. Because of that, everything is a bit smoother. <laughs> you don't have to shovel snow. You don't have to... Um, yeah, build specific things for different structure of weather and stuff. So it's it's um like the experience of living. You bike every day to work, no matter which day of the year it is, or no matter which month or season of the year it is. So it's a uh, uh, your clothes do not change that much. You wear a jacket or not, right? <laughs> and sometimes in summer you wear shorts. It just it just smoother kind of life. And here everything's a bit more because of weather. And because of culture, everything's more work. In Mexico, you are allowed and it's expected and it's okay to hire services. We have services like where well, there's a f huge famous app called Rappi that where you can just click a button and get anything delivered to you. Like from cash to I forgot my something to uh, can you go and run this errand for me to groceries to whatever, right? And in Norway, yeah, now we have services and groceries and stuff like that. But uh, you cannot hire help. It is, or you can, but it's going to be not only very expensive, but it's also frowned upon. So it's um, 
it's uh we hadn't appeared for some time and i was like our neighbors were like oh why why won't we have a small child and we both work full time and we have to take care of us while working full time and taking care of a child it's a challenge and um and yeah you're expected to do everything yourself so then it, it is it's just it is so much work um um yeah it, it, it is challenging for me like i would expect to be able to get help at home a couple of times. Well, I, I think I can. I just haven't really structured and learned how to do it and and really get the right services uh, at the right moments. And it's a bit different. But but um, uh, we were visiting a friend of ours who's like super successful, very, very wealthy guy. And he was, uh, I love this because he like, he's a super humble personality. And he was super proud that he himself was building the little storage like box or house he had in his backyard and that he had built himself with his hands the um, like the deck on his terrace like it, there's a pride of doing things yourself like you scrub your own time you build your own things you clean your own house you do your you do your own gardening like i have no clue how to do gardening and i've discovered that because now we have a garden and we're lost because my husband is not good at it either <laughs> sucking big time trying to learn anyways the point being is like the culturally you're expected to do everything yourself and and be proud of it and stuff so it it's not it's a challenge i wouldn't say it's something i hate i think i I think it's it's something i actually learned to appreciate because because of all that because it's a challenge because it's hard because winter is hard is because it yeah because winter gets very hard that's the reason why it feels so overwhelmingly exciting to get spring and summer. A friend of ours told me once, like, it's almost like you have to suffer the winter to be able to enjoy or to deserve to enjoy summer and spring and all the other seasons that are great. And I didn't get that until I went through it and I realized, yeah, yeah, you don't really appreciate the good stuff, the good days, the sunny days and stuff until until you actually suffer through the bad days. <laughs> and and yeah, that's that's all like that's that's a challenging part that I'm learning and I'm adapting and it's it's been a challenge, it's all I can say. But I actually don't I cannot say I hate it. I, I actually kind of respect it and uh, appreciate it and want to learn from it up to a point that I can manage. That's something I really, really, really dislike. Let's move to a different moment. It's, I don't want to go long here, because I shouldn't. (laughs) Because I have had personal experiences in that sense. Um, uh, And I I don't want to deep dive on that subject yet. But it's about politically correctness with everything. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I've seen and I've I've seen many moments, and even when it's not towards me as a foreigner, I've seen many moments of discrimination, or racism, or yeah, <laughs> like there is racism, there is discrimination, there is there's there's many biases, but people are so desperately in need to prove that they're good humans and they're doing the right thing because they're taught that way that we cannot talk about it so i don't know like in latin american countries you're allowed to be politically incorrect and 
and it's fine. You're politically incorrect. You can call out. You can be laughing about it in a second. You can learn from it. Like it's a little bit more chilled, and you can talk about dif difficult and, and different subjects. Here, you cannot really talk about it. If you bring a subject that feels like implicitly says that the comment of that person was a bit discriminating or a bit racist or something, oh no, like they're gonna shut it off and they're just gonna not talk about it and not address it that way and and mask it and, and pretend that it's something else. Like so th that's like tiring. Of course if you are in a context with like very close friends uh, it's easier. We have very close friends and we're able to say whatever we want and very politically incorrect stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, there's specifically one couple of friends that we're like, I feel it are family. We can we can fight with if we want to and we're going to have family, we reconcile. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I just feel very comfortable just as whole with them. Um, but generally with a, like a broader group of friends or at work, no, no, at work it's impossible. Like... Uh, I, I think I sometimes made a joke about um, taking big risks in, in a company, like uh, just like please let's just do this campaign. Blah, 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 blah. If it doesn't work and it goes bad, blame it on the Mexican. <laughs> I said to management team, and they were all like silent, quiet. No, no, we gonna blame it on Mexican. I'm like, dudes, I'm fucking joking. I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just like it's easy to blame it on the foreigner. It doesn't you know? Like just chill. But then I discovered, like, yeah, there were implicit biases. There were comments under the table around, like, oh, you don't understand the heart of a Norwegian. So there was some biases. There was some discrimination against the fact that I'm not Norwegian. And, and, and it makes it very, very hard if we cannot talk about it. Because the moment that I discovered those, those challenges, I tried to bring them up. And the person that was having those biases and those challenges would not accept it, would like, no, 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 that's not, that's not what it is, you're misinterpreting, so it was like, I don't mind that you have those biases, it doesn't make you a bad person, like, I'm not trying to confront you in a way to blame you about anything, let's just be aware of their biases, and let's see how we can deal with those in order to improve both of our experiences at work, and, uh, and to be honest, not all of experience that work, but in order to improve the results of this company <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and the speed of working and making things happen, right? But like, it's like, it's like talking to a Democrat. <laughs> I don't know you guys, but like in the US, like the, the woke people and the Democrats, I feel like I'm not a Republican, let me just say it. I'm, like, I don't, I'm not an American, so I, I don't get to be Republican or Democrat. I don't care. Not I don't care. I, I, if I vote, if I could vote, I would vote uh, blue. <laughs> but uh, that's not my point. I don't agree with any. I don't agree 150% with none of those parties. I agree more with Democrats. But I also think, you know who I agree with? Bill Maher. <laughs> not 100%, but a big percentage. If you follow Bill Maher, uh, there is a YouTube channel and there is like an HBO TV show of his conversations. He is very centralist. It's like, just call it as it is. Let's talk about it. He says something that I really like. It's like, ah, the Democrats are politically correct people that they're trying to be perfect all the time. It's like, you know what? Yes, too bad that people were racist. Too bad that people, like, if people made mistakes in the past, they shouldn't be canceled today because of the mistakes they made in the past. If they are able to recognize there were mistakes and change their behavior today. Like, we have to allow people to not be freaking right all the time. And we have to have the expectations 
that people are perfect and could not make any mistakes. And that's a problem because like, it, it just doesn't happen. And if any famous person, any politician, if any whatever has made a big stupid mistake when they were in college and they regret it and they realize now how stupid they were and they have not done it again, uh, like being biased, being racist, being stupid, I don't know. They're not allowed to make mistakes. Now they're canceled and they have to be fired and they have to be left without anything. It's like, no, dude. Like, Vilmar says one thing that I love. <laughs> it's like my religion now. It's like, dude, there's a lot of things we're doing today. That are, I'm not sure they're going to be well seen in 50 years from now. One thing, uh, eating meat. We'll see how the future holds, but maybe it's going to be stupid. <laughs> The consumption of plastic and he, he goes in on and saying i don't remember but he had very good examples of like dude there's a lot of things we're doing today that in 50 years from now we're going to be ashamed of and it's not going to be well seen just like oh what was it the um, no, it was not only racism but it's like generations that had slavery uh can't not slavery camps slaves in their properties like two generations ago and stuff and they were being punished and i was like that was something that was existing there. It's terrible for humanity. It's a stupid thing. But we, we are not able to talk about it and recognize it and accept that it was a mistake and change it. Then we cannot move forward. <laughs> and that's my whole point about politically correctness. I agree we have to be politically correct with work and try to like, keep things like organized and stuff. But we have to be able to talk about difficult subjects that makes people uncomfortable. If we don't talk about that, there's an implicit bias, there's an implicit racism that we cannot talk about because everybody wants to be perfect and everybody wants to be correct and everybody wants to be politically correct on how they behave and accept it. And then that's it. They just, it just gets thrown under the rug and, and it's a pain in the ass <laughs> uh, for the people on the other side. Like, dude, what can, how can I work on it? How can I improve? How can I create a career development um, process if if the full reason why you're blocking me you cannot talk about it or accept it and it's just yeah it is I, I think that's just I don't I don't agree I just think it's tough and with that comes another thing that exists and then we could spend hours talking about it but but this is just my perspective but I think like racism as it and race it's a hard word to manage because of its definition but i think race like racism exists everywhere like mexico is super racist and super classist and super everything and in norway there is racism but since they are politically correct they cannot talk about it they cannot accept it and that makes it tough and the reason like okay let's just put context this is culture and this is a society that by coincidence or by whatever reason they are freaking white and yeah they're white caucasian how do you say that caucasian uh race and and that's that's what it is and throughout history the white caucasian race has been the one um suppressing the other ones and has been the one benefiting from suppressing other races etc so yes it is hard to talk about it and it's hard to to accept that you 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 may see others differently but it is a fact and i have to say there's nothing in comparison 
with us like i'm sorry but i feel us is one of the worst places where racism exists in so many extremist ways of course here and now you're gonna see uh there in norway there's like or in my perspective they value education a lot so it really doesn't matter what the color of your skin is if you're well educated they respect you a lot it really doesn't matter what like uh yeah how you look like or whatever of course in the whole world it matters if you look attractive or not whether you're black white yellow purple or whatever it is um uh, it, it's just a universal thing but uh it's um uh, I, I don't think there is a racism just because of race like that, right? But there is some. There's like, if you go a couple of generations in the older generations, you're going to find, yeah, the grandparents might have been racist. My grandparents freaking Mexico were racist. Like, it's just, if we cannot talk about it, it just makes things more complicated. Um, and also, uh, the biases, not racism by by itself, but like some biases about immigration and stuff are not coming out of nowhere like it's been tough of course most immigrants in Norway are amazing are great and hardworking and whatever and um and I include myself in that group <laughs> but it's it's been waves like Norway has been a sm- super small country that has been absorbing so many immigrants and so many refugees from like different waves from Somalia like there was in the I think it was in the 90s like a huge group of Somalian and, and refugees and they they bring them in and they give them education and they give them help and they they try everything but it's hard to make a full huge group of people in the thousands or hundreds of thousands in a country that only has five million people uh, to and with very, very different context and culture and stuff, and no religion, and people that come from other countries with very strong religion beliefs, and it's just tough, and they've been going through a lot of shit. I don't mean the refugees, yeah, the refugees, obviously, but also Norwegians. Uh, there was a wave of a lot of delinquency and rapes and really, really bad stuff happening from some of the waves of refugees, and, and it's a challenge to manage. So I freaking understand there's biases i don't judge people but maybe it's just me i don't judge people in terms of being biases we all have biases i have biases you listening to this have biases biases if you actually learn from it and you understand how they work it's an it's an evolution of our brain to be able to take decisions faster without having to think through everything too much because you don't have the capacity to think through everything you do and move and how to choose your friends and how you connect and, and, and so, so the biases we have, we tend to connect to, to people that are more like us. And so it's a natural instinct, animal thing. I was challenging, when I was working at Facebook, I was challenging something that um, that uh, we all have biases. And that was what I was talking about. Like during recruiting, you, you, they were fighting against biases, right? And trying to be the most objective and everything. But it's like, dude, if you are, if you are a left-wing democrat and believing in freedom i don't know i don't even know how to put the context but you're gonna try to hire someone more like you if you feel the other person is a little bit more conservative if you feel the person that you are interviewing is a little bit more uh into trump or something like that you won't want to work with that person and you're having a bias and it's 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 not wrong it's natural because we tend to want to grow with people who are thinking and behaving and living 
closer to the way we do because that's how we create community so that's like that's one thing that that frustrates me not from norway sorry from everyone in the world it's like not the ability of not talk and allow people to have biases and understand where it comes from and be open about it and be okay with it without judging and looking down on people because they're accepting that they have biases it's like no dude this is not how we move forward but anyways politically correctness uh it's something i really really find challenging i don't hate it either it's just It's just challenging views of my personality, maybe. It's just me. I, I'm not that politically correct. I'm too direct. I'm too literal. Um, and it's it's a bit tough. And the last but not least is um, language. I'm so sorry. I'm just This is a personal thing. <sighs> I'm going to breathe in and breathe out. Learning Norwegian. I thought it was going to be simple and it would take me one month and I would do it and it was just going to be smooth. Anyway. So when I learned the grammatically, like the grammatic structure of it, it's actually pretty simple and pretty smart. I like it. It's simplistic. It's very few words. It's a language with very few words. It's a language with a very simple, straightforward grammatic structure. And, uh, and I thought it was going to be easy, but it's not. So Spanish speak. Like if you're a Dutch person, if you speak German, if you speak... Dutch, if you speak some of those languages, it's going to be way easier for you to learn Norwegian because it's very, very similar. But in Latin American, like, I don't have, like, I cannot even hear the differences between the vowels they have. So they pronounce them and I hear the same sound. So when I try to reproduce them, it's all wrong. And I've been here three years and I'm not able to speak the freaking language correctly or incorrectly. Uh, they have so many dialects that sound completely different. Uh, there's many, many challenges, like any any language, right? And the only way to learn is just like forcing yourself through it and stuff. But that's the challenge for me. It's not about how hard a language is to learn and I can make all the excuses about the sounds and the vowels and the dialects and and how for the same word you have so many different sounds depending on the dialect and where you're from, um, etc. But it, the reality is the motivation behind it is that it's hard because sort of work everybody's able or most people are able to speak English and to be very efficient with that uh, when you go to any place everybody speaks English um, because it's a five million country like if a five million people country if they didn't speak English they, they would close themselves to like so much knowledge and so much more connection with the world so it is part of their education to have English speaking people and most people the younger generations are very fluent and perfect in English. So you don't really need the language to survive, but you do need the language to thrive. And it's hard to have the right motivation to learn it. Today, three years after being here, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to have a social conversation with a friend at the same level that I could have it in English. So it's very hard for me to be motivated to learn the language and then try to have a conversation in a social context where everybody speaks their own dialect, fast-paced and a bit drunk and I don't get anyone and the only things I can say sound like a 10-year-old communicating or a two, right now a two-year-old but if I improve I'll sound like a 10-year-old communicating so I'm gonna sound super dumb <laughs> and and if you're trying to make friends and connections and, and, and connect deep deeply with someone new it's gonna be hard to yeah to try to do it in freaking Norwegian 
and I don't have language and I don't find it like I just don't find the right motivation and it's very hard to justify spending enough hours when I don't have the time um, to learn it but yeah if I had learned language it would have made my life easier at work and uh, socially and in yeah in general but uh, I arrived here day one with a job and having to figure out a lot of things on my own so it's um it's it's been a challenge let's put it that way but yeah having to learn the language was a downside when we were thinking about where to move one of the big upsides for singapore was the language <laughs> oh, but anyways those are the things i find very challenging uh as of now there's many other things <laughs> that are very challenging when you move into Norway. Um, but I think the key is finding different circles and crowds uh, to adapt because uh, the more time I spend learning about humans, I realize that we depend 100% on our social interactions. So if you create circles of like, okay, your friends from Mexico, your friends from Latin America, your friends from Norway, your international group of friends that are all English speakers, your like if you make different friends, it really smooths out the or smooths in the the adaptation process into the country. Um, but yeah, let me know. There's a lot of people foreigners like living somewhere else abroad. Let me know what have been your biggest challenges and. Uh, and I would like to hear if there's anything specifically you would like me to, to dive in. And I hope I was not rude by my whole conversation on political correctness or racism. I I don't claim to be an expert. I don't claim to be right. I don't claim to be on point and knowing everything and woke or anything like for all my American listeners here. <laughs> anything. I just wish we had the ability to talk about it without destroying people on the way without without anyone who's anyone fearing that taking the risk to talk openly about something means they're gonna get in trouble for the rest of their lives <laughs> so it's um yeah that's just my perspective but thank you so much for listening and i hope you're having a great day and yeah it was yes if you haven't just paused this go into spotify and click on them a rate five star please that's super helpful thank you so much <laughs>